1: Spring training is here, and the wrap up show is back. We're just days away. We've got the top five storylines for the Padres heading into spring training here in 2023. Make your way in, whether it's live or on replay, and please support this channel. We have year round exclusive Padres content for you. Please subscribe if you are a Padres fan. As simple as that. Please subscribe. Easiest thing you can do. Please smash the like button. You can follow us on Twitter at John Schaefer at Jim Russell SD. We really do appreciate the Supers. We have one that already came in before this chat started that we're going to get to immediately. Thank you, the beef, even though I'm a vegetarian, fake vegan, but vegetarian. So, the Supers, just click the dollar sign in the chat box down below. We interact with all the Super Chats. It is a great way to support this channel. You can become a member as well by clicking join. We are days away, Jim. Today is what? Wednesday? Today's Wednesday. I want to say Pitchers and Catchers report a week from today. Might be sooner than that, within the next week. But it's They're come- on their way. <clears throat> They're already on their Less way. Less than 60 days. About, give or take, 60 days. <laughs> give or take. All right, The Beef. Thank you for the super. Again, if you want to contribute to this channel and support, click the dollar sign in the chat box down below like our buddy The Beef did. This got Jim scared, believe it or not. Jim thought this might have had a little bit of accuracy to it when this was sent in. He says, Manny, 340000000 million, 10-year deal, LFGSD. You know, forget that it's not real as of yet, obviously. But are we looking at something like that? Are we looking at an increase for Manny with his next deal in AAV? Uh yeah. You you think that's a dumb question? He wouldn't take less than thirty million a year, would he? Well, I'm saying well, ten for three hundred isn't more. Like we haven't been throwing around I haven't heard you say three forty one time or three thirty or three fifty, really.
2: Well, Maybe Manny does want to be the highest paid third baseman in baseball. And maybe Manny does want to have the highest AAV in baseball It's third baseman. Right now it's Carlos Rod- It's not Carlos Rodon. It's Anthony no, it's- Rodon. Mm-hmm. Uh with the Angels, at, I think 35 or 34 and a half. Yeah. So if I'm Manny, who's this? This guy's doesn't even get close to my to, to me. He can't even hold my jock. So, yeah, I I would not be surprised at all if Manny wants to be the highest paid third baseman in baseball. Is that is that would that that shock you if if that happened?
1: No, but okay. if you want to be the highest paid third baseman in baseball for AAV, does that mean you're going to get the years? So you could be the thirty five million dollar a year guy, but could you be the eight year thirty five million dollar a year guy as opposed to the 10 year thirty million dollar a year guy? It's a little bit semantics, but like do it. Here's the one thing that I think Manny, the way he could be impacting the organization, though, is that if he's taken more of your annual salary, is that impacting their ability to build around him? What's the alternative, John, as you always say? You know what I'm saying? From Manny's perspective, do you want to put the organization in that spot? Like, Do you want to really rake them over the coals? Do you need to get every nickel and every dime out of the Padres? And if you don't, you then go to the Miami Marlins? If you get 300 from San Diego and 345 from Miami, you're going to go to Miami. I'm asking John, that question. Is there a salary cap in baseball? Yes. Not really. <laughs> not really. But there's obviously tax thresholds. No, dude. If you're if really. you're Manny
2: and his agent, I'm sorry, but he's going to want to get the most money he possibly can. I highly doubt he's going to go into negotiations with the Padres and go look. I'm going to take less money so we can build a better roster. Like I don't So think you that's okay. Happening. So
1: if he needs okay, so do you think there's a probability that the richest deal in baseball history for a third baseman is signed prior to the start of this year via extension. Again, Manny's got the leverage because he could say, "Well, I'll take it out to free agency and maybe i can get more." But if you're the Padres, you're prepared to offer 10 And three fifty right now before the season starts, without knowing what happens in twenty twenty three for Manny Machado, because you have no other option, or or do you play it out? If they're not willing to do that, then are they serious about signing Manny? Well, I don't know. I mean, is your first? My point is this: is your first offer ten for three fifty? Probably not. But (laughs) if it gets there, then would I be shocked? No. Okay, it's interesting. I mean, yeah, I'm with you. I just. More than 300 is like, geez. I mean, you got 300 for your prime. Now you're going to get 350 for your prime into your non-prime years. But, I mean, he's got the leverage in this situation. Jesse, what's going on? Hope all is well in Hawaii. Sup, fellas? Long time no speak. Been in the field for work. It is great to have you with us here today live on the wrap-up show. We really are appreciative of your support of this channel. We're going to get to the top five storylines for the Padres heading into spring training. Guess what the number one storyline is? What we're talking about right now, Manny Kim, where he plays on the field. No, it's David Dahl and how he looks in those first ten games of spring training, beginning in late February. No, the, the number one storyline that we're going to get to, and thank you again, Jesse, and thank you as well, Michael, for the super. Who says Manny three fifty for eleven years, Soto twelve years, five hundred. We're going to get to all of this. The number one story heading into spring training is Manny Machado's contract status heading into twenty twenty three. Um, eleven years lowers the AAV. 12 years for Soto, I think, is very realistic, by the way. He can get more than that eventually. He'll be a 26-year-old during free agency. He can get more than 12 years. I don't think that's a crazy, I think 500 is probably high at 12 years. But, yeah, I think he gets 12-plus years. And I think Machado gets 9 or 10 years. That's what I personally believe. Yeah, it's going to be a lifetime deal.
2: Lifetime deal. For both of them. If they can sign both of them, then yeah. Now, lifetime deal for Soto would be, have to be probably like 14 years. Mm-hmm. Dude's 23 years old. 24. 20, 24 years old. So if I'm him, I'm asking for a 14-year deal. Same thing that Frenny Otatis Jr. got. And he was yeah. younger. Yep, yeah, correct. I'm asking for longer if I'm Soto.
1: Manny? hmm you're 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 in the 10 year range. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And that's what we've seen. This offseason, we saw the long deals. It lowered the AAV, which benefits the clubs, and we saw the long deals. There's no reason to believe that changes. There's no reason to believe that Manny's next deal, like I'd be very surprised, it's not gonna happen, if they ripped up the five one fifty remaining and just made it five one eighty. As in he got the AAV bump to the highest paid third baseman in baseball history, but didn't get the years. Because then he'd be a free agent as like a 36-year-old, and that doesn't benefit Manny Machado. And that's his primary concern. There's a,
2: there's many ways they can go here. Um, but the only way that I care about is just re-signing Manny Machado and locking him up for the future. And no. that's not worry about his age 37 season. Like, that doesn't seem productive here if you're trying to win a championship now.
1: Agreed. I agree. I agree. And I mean, Gus's point is valid. I mean, Manny's concern should be the players' union. He's a member of a union. It's the players' union that should be his primary right. concern. Yeah, so
2: he's not going to go in this thing like, "Hey, guys, I'll take significantly less money so we can have a better." No, I team.
1: agree. But I, I agree. But sometimes players don't necessarily do what you think. Like Musgrove, the 100, and there were different circumstances. He's from San Diego. He he missed out, Jim, on 25 plus million dollars. Oh, I know. Okay, uh, Nolan Arenado before this CBA opted in. He missed out on hundred million dollars. He opted in at under one hundred and fifty. He could have easily gotten two hundred and fifty.
2: Yeah, some people are different. And Manny took the money the first time. The reason why he, he came did. to the Padres was the money. Should we
1: expect that to change? No. No. Maybe. Maybe the restructured deal is less money. Maybe he gets five years for like a hundred. Maybe he gets five years for like twenty million. Easy
2: five. <laughs> maybe, five maybe million it's a just year.
1: Comp work. Maybe it's just pro bono. Just right. Yes. Yeah. He's like, I'll work services. for you. I'll pay you, guys. <laughs> like, yeah. Right. Just make sure I get some money off the merchandise. Right. Uh, Dara or Dara Pot. Thank you for the super. Great. Uh, thank you guys for hanging out. We're talking about the top five storylines for the Padres heading into spring training. We're with you until about uh, noon or so. If you're with us live for about 45 minutes or so. If you want to contribute, you can click the dollar sign in the chat box down below. It supports the work we do day in and day out on the wrap up show. Uh, Dara says Manny, 12 years, 350 mil. Soto 510 mil, uh, 15 years, presumably. Manny can defer an extra 70 million for 10 years after the contract. As in, get paid 7 million a year for 10 years, like the Bonilla type thing. So, if that 350, you get 70 of it 10 years after the deal. I mean, whatever, that works maybe for Manny. I mean, 12, 350, 12 years. I mean, how old is he going to be at the end of the year? 31, uh, 12 years. Come on. I mean, now we're getting right. Twelve years? You're gonna pay him through age forty three. There's no end. Okay, twenty years. I don't know. If it helps the AAV, then. If it helps the AAV, I wouldn't be surprised. He got a ten-year deal as a (laughs) twenty-five-year-old. You know. And the game has completely changed. Twelve years, maybe. Dar is right. Soto, fifteen years. That to me is more realistic than Manny 12 years. This 500 million number, I mean, that's a big number. That's a big number. He's going to get a big number, John. I know. I don't know if he's going to get it from the Padres. You know, I really don't. But again, like, I don't, I have officially
2: stopped worrying about Juan Soto. I'm not worrying about Juan Soto. Yeah, that's why it's
1: not one of the top five
2: storylines, by the way. Juan Soto, to me, his contract now going into the year it's not even on my radar yep. and it shouldn't be on anybody's radar right now because he has two years here left and worrying about something that's going to happen in two years from now is like what we're saying about Maine and Machado. Why are you going to worry about an age 37, 38 season making $35 million a year when you need to resign him for his age 31 through 35 season? Like that's what people should worry about. So Juan Soto guys, I'm telling you right now, I'm done talking about him. He's. I don't care about if he doesn't resign this off, this, this off season before the start of the year. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't matter. It's about this season and next season for him. And right now, the,
1: sto- the storylines, Juan Soto's not in it. His contract is not in it. That's right. Not one of the top five storylines. You heard Jimmy's done talking about it, but if you want to weigh in with the super, we'll talk about it. Uh, <laughs> Gus, thank you for your support of this channel. Thank you for the super. He says, uh, X got 11 for 280. Yep, accurate. Same age. Manny needs more than that is okay. Hold on. Is Bogart right now 31 or is he 30? I think he's 31. Oh, I think he's 30. I could be wrong. I think he's older. I want to say, well, if you were born in October 1st of 1992, you would be 30 because he will turn 31 October 1st, okay. final day of the season. So there's, there's a one year difference because we're talking about Machado's 29 season going to his age 30 or 29. He's his no, he's 30. Oh, yes. He's 30 right right now. 30. What yeah, we're talking on. about is if Machado was a free agent, he'd be 31. So if you gave him right. 11 years, he'd be a year older than Xander. Again, not the biggest deal. I, I see your point. I think Gus, ultimately, Manny gets just more dollars, but maybe he gets more years as well. I, I think it's a, it's a fair point because Xander's so close in age to Manny Machado. Um, Michael, thank you. And thank you for your membership. Thank you for your super. Thanks for hanging out. Michael's a loyal viewer of the wrap-up show, as a number of you are. He says, Manny's the face of the team. Uh, that's unquestionable, heading into 2023. Manny Machado is the face of the franchise, other than Peter Seidler, but the on-field face of the franchise, heading into 2023. Does that make him worth more? Yeah, probably. What does this organization look like without Manny Machado? Nobody wants to see that. Not great. They haven't been great without him in franchise history. offensive right. teams. they some good teams. But recent history suggests that Manny Machado has great value. He's he's pretty valuable, John. Yeah. No, he is. He's, he's, second he's pretty, pretty valuable. On. I would say, um, yeah, he's pretty valuable. Okay. So we're talking about the top five storylines. If you want to weigh in with the Supers, we'll get to those as well. Just click the dollar sign in the chat box down below. If you're here live or on replay, you have to subscribe. We have year-round content For Padres fans, we just surpassed 4,300 followers or subscribers to this channel. Thank you all so much. Hoping to hit 5K by opening day. So if you're here, please subscribe. We have year-round content for Padres fans. Before we get to topic number two, I want to remind our viewers about our Longtime partner here on The Wrap-Up Show, Mark Nimitz, Farmers Insurance. He's the title sponsor of The Wrap-Up Show. He's a terrific insurance agent. Take it from me, I've got my homeowners and my earthquake insurance through Mark. He has saved my family hundreds, if not really thousands of dollars, because we had a claim in here that was a thousands and thousands of dollars claim to get new flooring in my place. So if you have insurance needs, we all do. Please get in contact with Mark before you renew. He can save you $750 or more. He's a San Diegan. He supports this channel, so please support local businesses like Mark that support us. He's also a great insurance agent. He's also a huge Padres fan, and here's his website. You can click down below to get even more, including a quote online, but auto, home, business, life insurance. If you have kids or a family, condo insurance, renter's insurance, and more, you can get a quote online. Mark Nimitz, the title sponsor of The Wrap-Up Show. The next time you have a renewal, before you renew, call Mark. We'll talk to you about saving money, and I'll talk some Padres baseball with you as well.
2: Yeah, all his information always is above my head. If you're wondering where it's at, his phone number and his email address, mnimmits at farmersagent.com. When you reach out to him, let him know that John and Jim from the wrap up
1: show sent you. Topic number two. First, number a super.
2: two, 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 two.
1: First, this super from Michael. Michael, thank you again. Really do appreciate it. He says, uh, Did you hear what Tatis said and the Rockies' owner said? If we're talking about Tatis at FanFest, yes i don't think he said anything overly controversial i think you agree with that jim i think it was taken potentially out of context i think it was taken out of context and i
2: think he might have i i don't really know I, i wasn't there i've seen some videos of him saying it doesn't matter who we play like but
1: but it was like a fan event like yeah it was a very general statement The Dick Montfort comments from the Rockies owner about Padres spending and questioning it is like, dude, mind your own business, right? I mean, completely. what what does that have to do with you? I mean, the fact that the Padres are spending and it makes you look bad. Sorry, that's on you. Spend more. If you'd like to spend Mm -hmm. more, you have the ability to do that. I thought they were stupid comments, and I think he was widely criticized by his own fan base. It's like someone has a shirt that you like,
2: and you're like upset about it. It's like, dude, just go buy the same shirt. Like, it's fine. You can go spend the money. And we did a whole – by by the way, Michael, uh, you might have been gone, but we did a whole video talking about it uh, either last week. I think it was last week. So after this video ends,
1: go check out that video of us uh, talking about Dick Monfort. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, But thank you, Michael. I mean, the the Dick Monfort thing, was it's stupidity. I mean, he he said he hopes his team at some – Winter event can play 500 baseball, and he's saying that in February. Like, what? Why does that? Does that give you a lot of excitement? Really inspires the fan base band. to go and buy season tickets. Right, exactly. So, I mean, be thankful. What if we said so often on this channel and on John and Jim, three to six weekdays on 760, ownership matters. Ownership matters, That's and there's really nothing good. more important than good ownership, and the Padres have it right now. Topic two, and thank you, Michael, for the super. Thank you, guys. Just click the dollar sign down below. Topic two: Fernando Tatis Jr.'s health. And position heading into 2023. So we know about the wrist, two times surgically repaired. We know about the shoulder, one time surgically repaired. It sounds like, from his own words, he is as healthy as he's been in a long, long time. Now, he hasn't been in a field gym, in a professional baseball game, well, major league baseball game, in the better part of 18 or 19 months. We don't know what position he's going to play, presumably right or left field. He will be available in spring training to play, but then he won't be available for the first 20 games. So everything surrounding Fernando Tatis Jr.'s his health, his status, his position, is a massive story heading into the year. And that's exactly what I think it was. I think it was Manny
2: at uh, FanFest this past weekend when asked about Tatis is that he's healthy for the first time in a long time. And he wasn't healthy in 2021. Uh, 2020 he was healthy. And he had a great year, but it was only 60 games. So who gives a shit? And then 2019, he was injured. Okay. 2022, obviously injured. So, I mean, knock on wood here that this is one. This is the first time that hopefully for a full season for Tatis Jr. is fully healthy. And unfortunately, like that is linked to his name until he breaks that stereotype of, of, not even a stereotype, just breaks that mold of always being injured. Because when you talk about Fernando Tatis Jr., what you say about him is, when healthy, he's potentially the best player in baseball. And until he can finish a full season healthy,
1: you always have to say when healthy. Because he's
2: hurt way too much.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, I think... I think the health storyline, which will get much less play than the PD storyline, nationally heading into the year and how he's, you know, how fans are towards him on the road, obviously, and how he deals with that, the adversity of the PD suspension. I don't think that's near the caliber of story of just stay healthy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd prefer he stays healthy and has a solid season as opposed to him missing another 35 games and having a good season. Like he's got to be able to stay healthy for a full year. And this isn't even a full yeah. year. No, he's missing the first 20 games. Yeah. That's one seventh of the year, one eighth of the year. And he's not playing
2: 132 straight games. No, he will not. 142. 142. Sorry. That. Yep. Yeah, he will not. And it here's the H a lot. And, and here's the difference between his PED suspension and other players that took PEDs, IE Alex Rodriguez and Ryan Braun and bonds and, and, Palmero, like fernando tatis jr and he we don't know this but you can just put two and two together it feels like he took these peds to get healthy and get back on the field mm-hmm. and that him taking the peds had nothing to do with performance on the field now i don't know about past whatever but he was there they were all drug tested every single year and he and, he, and he has never failed until he was injured. So I'm not going to say that his performance in 2021 and 2020 and 2019 up until he got injured with his back were because of PEDs. Cause I don't think that's the case at all. So I agree with you with Fernando. We can't t- prove t- it. We can't prove it. I, I get it. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that and give him the benefit of the doubt, even right. though maybe some people are
1: saying, why are you even doing that? Well, here's what's going to happen. Everyone in San Diego, by and large, is going to get every Padres fan is going to give Tatis the benefit of the doubt. And every other fan is not. And every other fan, anytime he does anything, is going to say it's because PEDs. He's, he's on PDs. Uh, the reason he stayed healthy this year is PDs. The reason he sucked this year is PDs. Mm-hmm. The reason he's great this year is PD. It'll be spun anyway. If he hits 150 the first month, look what happens when he's not on PDs. If he hits 350 the first month, he's on PDs. Mm-hmm. He gets hurt, PEDs. Yeah. Doesn't get hurt, PEDs. And if forneo Tatis Jr. last
2: year was playing and he was playing at an MVP level and then he got popped for PEDs, that's completely different because now it's all tainted. I don't believe yeah. that his numbers are tainted. I believe the reason why he took the PEDs was because his wrist was all effed up and his shoulder was a concern and he wanted to be healthy. Or not healthy, but he wanted to help the team because the team was really good. Yeah, it wasn't. I agree. It, like it wasn't like it, it's just kind of, It's his PD suspension is completely different. And so I, I just that's what I that's what I think.
1: All right. Someone gave you credit for something. So that's a good start. Wow. For thank you, Jeffrey. Uh, Nick, thank you as well for the super. If you want to chime in with your number one storyline, feel free to do so in the chat like Nick has done right here. Thank you for the super. Click the dollar sign in the chat box if you want to contribute. He says Campusano's development is my number one storyline. I mean, he's likely. Yeah, he's going to be on this roster. Um, they have to find a spot for him, and he's not the primary DH, which means he's going to have to at least serve as the secondary or backup catcher. He's going um, to have to catch. There's no way he has to. Nolan can to. catch this 162, <laughs> dude. Well, no, no, well, nobody's catching 162. I mean, he's going to have to catch more than once every seven days. I mean, nobody catches more than like 110. No. Yeah, so he's got to catch 50 games, right, or more. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. So that is a big storyline that, by the way, is not on our list. So because thank you, Nick. And we've talked about this. It's
2: it's kind of now or never for Campusano. Either you play the guy and see what you got or you move on. They've been dicking it's around with him too little, much man. here.
1: Kyle Glazer said catchers develop at age 24. You okay. know, like this he's is 20, perfect, he's perfect this but he's only perfect. 24. Perfect. So it's like, let's go. Anything we've seen so far, it's hard to be overly critical of. I guess he's not a, you know, I don't know, prospect outfielder that didn't break through until 24. Catching it has additional dynamics. Pitching has additional dynamics. You can be, you can struggle in the big leagues as a pitcher or catcher initially and still be a really good player, all-star caliber, Hall of Fame caliber. We've seen examples of that. So I'm not willing to quit on him yet. You're not saying that either. But I no, do no. think it's an important year. I do think it's an important year. I do. Yeah. Um. By the way, this is perfect timing, Michael, because storyline number three for the Padres, according to John and Jim, is the Padres rotation. And Michael chimes in with his number one storyline, is getting more starting pitching for the Padres. Michael, thank you again for the Super and your membership. Did you see the ESPN.com article today that ranked the Padres rotation the 14th best in baseball? This is the same publication that last week ranked the Padres lineup the best in baseball. So I think it's credible. If we want to say, hey, listen, let's give them credit for saying the Padres have the best lineup in baseball, then we need to say it's credible. ESPN is saying based on basically starters 4, 5, and 6 and beyond, the Padres rotation is a mid-tier rotation heading into the year. Now, could you argue that? Could you say, well, they're closer to 10 than they are 14? Yeah, maybe. But let's be honest. This is not a top-five rotation in baseball. It's just not. And can you win a World Series with the best lineup and a decent to good rotation, I think, is a really legitimate question.
2: We're going to find out. But I also do think... That if you stacked up their bullpen, you could argue that their bullpen is potentially easy top five in baseball. So if you tell me you have, wait, hold on, say that again. Their bullpen top five in baseball. A bullpen, yeah, bullpen's really good, yeah. So here's what you got: if you're if you know you're playing, if you play video games, which I know you don't, but they tell you like like starting pitching is at like a 94 offense is at like an 84 bullpens at like a 64 or whatever the mm-hmm. case may be. Right. Right. Like how good they are. Well, if you got, you have a lineup, which is top five in baseball. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe the best in baseball. We'll when all see, but let's say top five, because I think top that's five. more accurate. Bullpen, top five pitching, the starting pitching, starting pitching top 15. Mm-hmm. I think if you have a lockdown bullpen with hater and Suarez, Garcia uh you have uh Pomeranz coming back knock on wood I know it's just a wait and see with him Tim Hill um Chris Matt you can I forget who else is I mean but those guys alone right there to get the job done you don't have to have pitchers going six seven innings
1: and you have that still with Musgrove and Darvish you guys only need five yeah that's the 2021 problem they relied so heavily on their bullpen, which is really good, but you can't have your bullpen equal the same innings as your rotation, which is what happened in 2021. It was the most innings ever thrown by a bullpen in baseball history. Well, Jason Taylor
2: didn't know how to freaking manage a bullpen if it lifesaved. But, but that's life what I'm saying
1: is, is it is a fine line. Yeah, it's great to have a great bullpen, but you can't go to your A team every single night. I understand that. Well, I mean, did the Royals in 2015 have, have a, a light rotation? rotation? We'd have to, that's fair. That's fair. And was the Royals lineup as good as the Padres lineup is now? No, it was a good lineup. It was a very good lineup, Mm -hmm. uh, but not this good. Did, I mean, I think. So they won with seven, eight, nine. You're saying they they won by protecting leads with their balls? Yeah. Did, uh, you know, I'm thinking of,
2: uh, there's, there's, I could probably name off a bunch of uh, different teams that, like the Giants, when they won in, I think, 2014. Sure. Sure. They had one pitcher. And they no, had a, the
1: whole. year. He's pitched all, every inning of 160. No, that's games. a little, it's a little, a little
2: different because it was like something you'll never see again. But they had lights out bullpens. Yeah, and they had bum Garner do everything else. Yeah, the lifting. So um, I, I think bullpen, sorry pitching, is, I agree, it's important. But man, if you have a lights out bullpen, it helps you a lot.
1: Fast forward for a second to the 2023 National League Championship Series, and it's Game Four, and it's Seth Lugo or Nick Martinez will they have pitched well enough late in the year for you to win those games um, is everybody
2: on offense healthy yeah that's right <laughs>
1: all right thank you h b v v b r b f b b f b n our loyal viewer and thank you for the super he says the uh, doyers and giants fan fest looked boring and lame <laughs> af yeah, the Giants Fan Fest like was like a COVID event or something. Like
2: it was raining and, there, and they like I think they, they yeah, had twelve thousand people.
1: They said ten to twelve, oh, which sorry. means five to ten. Mm-hmm. And the Dodgers, well, they charged for everything, so that kept people away. I mean, if you're gonna, that's just how life works. So yeah, I agree with you. That's what I like about. it. Listen, it's a free event. I said this last week, and you did too. On John and Jim, maybe on the wrap up show. You can't only treat your fans like customers. Right, they got to be partners. Sometimes they're invested just like you are. You can't nickel and dime your way through every single day of the year. Padres charge for tickets like every other team, and beers are expensive and tickets are expensive as they should be. With but charging for a fan fest to me is just that's a bridge too far. It's a bridge too far. Yeah, and fan fest is not meant
2: to be that because right. that's not the point of fan fest. The point of fan fest is. It's a just, free event.
1: Yeah. Just smell the grass. Buy a hot dog.
2: Yeah. I've never been a I've been in plenty of fan fests. Yeah. And I've never paid a dollar to get in as it should be. And you know, this fan fest was different.
1: <laughs> because um,
2: everyone is like so thrilled, <laughs> which is amazing, you know, but when you go to a fan fest, regardless of how many people show up, like I, I uh, think that you shouldn't have your expectations be I'm going to get an autograph and I'm going to get a picture with a player because you're dealing with tens of maybe thousands of other people thinking the same thing. And you're talking about one guy. So the idea that going to fan fest and not getting an autograph or a picture is
1: the Padres fault. No, it's tough. I mean, and I, I'm sympathetic to it. I know you. I mean, that does, like, if Max says he was waiting in line for three hours and didn't get an autograph, it does suck. I mean, if you're – because not everyone understands the dynamics, Jim, honestly. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you spent four years working for the Padres Radio Network. I spent – I don't know if you realize this. I spent 15 years in the minor leagues. So not everyone understands that. you know what I mean? Like, not everyone's done the whole – like, you're like, oh, FanFest. I got a ticket. I'm going to go and get an autograph. Like, you know what I mean? Like, not a lot goes into that thought. And, and
2: I I would bet that a lot of people too like that went to Fan Fest were thinking that like
1: yeah oh we're gonna get an autograph
2: and it's like that's not guys no
1: yeah, <laughs> you need to be there at like freaking five a.m. Here's the thing if you want an autograph go to Pirates Fan Fest at the Pittsburgh Convention Center right go to the Orioles I mean that's the problem but it, these are good problems having a great team is a great problem if you're a fan Being of the a Padres fan of a great team is a, is a great thing
2: if you're a fan of the Padres you want Saturday over <laughs> right. the alternative because the alternative is no one shows up and yeah, it's a great time. You can get autographs from young Herva Solarte and you can get an autograph from Corey Spangenberg and you can get an autograph from a couple of rule five players, right? You can walk the bases. You have mm-hmm. the entire outfield to yourself. That's great. You go in the dugout. You know, what the alternative to that is uh, your team also sucks, right? So if I'm a fan, I'd much rather have it be a shit show on Saturday (laughs) with 80,000 people at the ballpark. Right, which it was. And the team be a World Series caliber team and have a chance to have what happened on Saturday like quadrupled for a uh, World Series parade than
1: having your team be out of it on April 1st. (laughs) Right, or April 15th or May 1st. Um, Okay, let's get to storyline number four. And then we're going to tell you about our partner, Aura, and then we'll get to storyline number five. The fourth biggest storyline heading into Padres Spring Training 2023 is the WBC impact, which is heavier on the Padres than other teams. Why? Because a lot of Padres are leaving camp to play for their respective WBC teams, right? Manny, mm-hmm. Soto, Bogarts. Now, Nick Martinez isn't. U Darvish is. I'm missing some. What are there, Jim? Eight or ten players? Eight or ten on this twenty-six man roster, they're going to play for a WBC team this March. There's, there's a lot. Seth Lugo, right? Who's in your rotation? Um, is Seth Lugo going to go? I thought he was. I thought he maybe. I'm. I, I thought he was at some point. I don't have the full list in front of me, but it is. It's something to consider because it's you're tr- trying to mold. You're trying to mold yeah. a World Series caliber team. Okay, it's so, your entire
2: middle of the year infield.
1: Right. Your actually, it's three fourths of your infield.
2: Tatis stays, and then you have Soto in the outfield,
1: and then you have uh, Lugo, and more than that, right? There's got to be more than just one pitcher.
2: Bogarts, Manny, Darvish. Soto, Darvish, Kim, um, I'm uh,
1: maybe Lugo. There's six. There's at least six. But that's a big number, and these are guys you're counting on. Now, again, every team's going to deal with it, and they're not going to be out of camp for forever. But how many times have you heard after a team wins a World Series, like this, Bruce Bochy said this in spring training, and it stuck with us. Mm-hmm. Like that type of messaging or method. We're going to do this from day one, and that's something we carried with us through the course of the year. Truth is, Manny Machado is going to be in camp for like a few days. Juan is going to be in camp for a few days, and then they're going to leave for the WBC. If these teams are good and they play for the full two weeks, then they're not coming back until the start of the season. The last day of the WBC is March 21st. The first day of the regular season is March 30th. And there's no spring training games after March 27th. Again, these are, I mean, Manny Machado's elite. Juan Soto's elite. All these guys are. So maybe it's not that big of a deal. But I think it's at least something that should be considered heading into the year and how it impacts maybe the Padres more than other teams because they have so many good players. Right. They have like an all-star
2: team. Um, It it might them a little bit. But at least you'll know they'll be ready for the season
1: because they're going to ramp it up. They'll be ramped up. Luis Garcia, according to Rolo Rumpkin, uh, Nelson Cruz is like... (laughs) the GM. He's right. He's right now like the waiver wire, like trying to acquire players for like next month. In fact, it starts a month from today. Oh, okay. On March 8th, one month from today, which is also Jones' fourth birthday. little known fact. My son. All right. Before we tell you about the fifth biggest storyline heading into spring training. We do want to remind you that we've got a great partner with us here on the wrap-up show. In addition to Mark Nimitz, also our friends at aura, their co-founder. Will is a huge Padres fan. He loves this channel. He's here all the time watching live or on replay. And he's got a great company offices in Liberty station, a San Diego and lifelong Padres fan, a plant-based nutritional company. All of their products are plant-based ORA.organic. It's aura great way to get healthier in 2023 for yourself or your spouse or your family or your friends, They've got amazing products. They take a probiotic every single day. I get it auto-delivered every single month. It's an amazing product. I've taken probiotics for 10 plus years. This is the best probiotic I've ever taken. So check that out. They have proteins for after workouts. They have pre-workout supplements. Omega-3 oils. If you're taking a fish oil, take an omega-3 oil, plant-based from Aura. They've got sleep pills, immunity pills, literally something for everyone. Here's their website. There's a link down below. You can shop as you watch the wrap-up show, ORA.organic. If you support this channel... Please support our friends over at Aura.
2: Yeah, they have everything you need to live a healthy lifestyle. If you wanted to live a a healthy 2023, Aura is definitely the place to go. All plant-based, all organic, healthiest on the market. Trust us. You will thank us later once you go to Aura, .aura www.aura.organic, and uh, pick up a bunch of stuff to feel
1: feel better about yourself. Man, this is such an amazing question that I care about John during your 15 year stint in the minor leagues, who is the biggest named prospect you watch play? Jim doesn't care, but Jim thinks we care about like, let me, a-
2: let me answer that question for you.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, well, not just with Philadelphia. Is he saying in general that I saw, Oh, it's just in general. I was going to say like chase Utley or like Jimmy Rollins. I- and I was after that because I was there from 2000. 2000- yeah, I was with the Phillies for 10 years 08 through Ryan Howard 17. No, he was he was before me. Um, Scott the Rowland. Phillies prospects, no, <laughs> Scott Rollins, that's hilarious. Phillies prospects, the Phillies number one prospect for a while was this can't miss outfielder, Don Brown, who completely fizzled out. Um, I really love Carlos Carrasco, who was an Iron Pig. He was traded to the Indians, Guardians, he's had a really nice career. Um, I mean, there's a zillion guys. I mean, I saw literally a zillion guys, the Mike Clevingers of the world coming up with Cleveland. Um, who I, I've seen? Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I saw. I, that's a great question. I feel like I've been asked that a zillion times, but I've been out now for like. Johnny says, in and, general, what's that? Johnny says, in general, in general. So, just home or road? I mean, the best player I ever saw. That is such a good question. Um, like a Dustin Pedroia would have been up there when I was an A ball. Zach Granky, who I interviewed in um, Wilmington, Delaware, when he's a, a, a Royals farmhand in like 03 when he's like eighteen or nineteen. Could you started Johnny? Yeah, I mean, I saw I've seen a lot of guys. I mean, when you spent 15 years watching minor league baseball, you've seen Hall of Fame players obviously come through. Um, I gotta think about that, but I'm glad you asked that. That's a really good question. I need to think more about it. It's okay. great. Um, it is very great. All right, topic storyline number five. All right, heading into spring training is <laughs> the impact of the rule changes which is on all teams, including the Padres, but we had... Who was it? Jesse Rogers of ESPN tells you, Darvish is such a slow worker that when they tried to speed him up in Chicago at one point just because, it was a miserable failure. So you got someone like you, Darvish, who's a notoriously slow worker. Blake Snell is a really slow worker with men on base, as we've seen. You've got shift rules, which I think really benefit the Padres because of the unbelievable defensive prowess that they have on the infield. Um, you've got... You know, these larger bases, which could impact running and could impact the running game. How does that impact Luis Campusano? How does that impact just catchers in general? Do the Padres run more because the distance between first and second base is six inches shorter? That is for all teams. Um, These are things to consider. I think the number one rule that I'm looking at heading into the year, and this one I saw in the minor leagues, because it was instituted when I was there is the pitch clock and the pitch clock is going to feel a little different for baseball fans right when it's instituted, it'll, you'll get used to it. It'll impact, you know, there'll be a a called ball or called strike. Occasionally you're going to see that you're going to be up in arms about it, but by and large, this is not something that's going to dominate the stories of the 2023 season.
2: Yeah. Pitch clock. And I, I say pitch clock installed in the, um, the bigger bases, Cause I am interested to see, how it affects the running game in the majors? Because
1: we saw in the minors,
2: Estuary Ruiz, game's way up. Estuary Ruiz had like 70 stolen bases.
1: Yeah. Well, you also can only throw over two times, and the third time you throw over, if you don't get, if you don't yeah. nab the runner, he's awarded right. second base. So, does that is
2: that going to increase stolen bases? Because you know, after you throw over two times, you're like, well, yeah, I can't do anything else here. You know. So, what's the impact of that? And then, obviously, yes, the pitch clock will be a huge thing for two guys on the Padres in particular. One's you Darvish. I, that's going to be very fascinating to see him. And then Blake Snow, who is seems slower than you Darvish and seems like the slowest worker in the game. But those two guys in particular, it's going to be very interesting how the pitch clock affects them for sure.
1: Here's the one thing I'm very curious about, because in the minors back in the day, and I don't know if this has been changed, if there was no one on base and the pitch clock was winding down, you could just step off the rubber. And the pitch clock would reset. <laughs> so it would be oh. counting down. Or like a little loophole? Yeah, the loophole being, let's say you're not on the same page with your catcher. You shake off. You shake off. I step off. Right? Allow- I mean, that happens constantly. And baseball. you're allowed to step off as many times as you want? That's how it used to be. There's got to be a limit. There's got to be a limit. But I don't know what that limit is. But my whole point is like, this whole, and by the way, it's not like, the basketball shot clock. We're like, oh my gosh, did he get it off in time? And they go to review it. No, no, no. If you start you start your motion. Yes. If you start your motion before it hits zero, you don't have to be like, you don't have to like race and throw as quick as you can. Right. You're like, oh shit. It's just like randomly throw the ball. Right. It's like we yep. have like left less than one second to get the ball to home plate. Yeah. You don't like kick it all of a sudden like towards it's not like that. It's like you start coming right. home and that counts. Are there going to be some balls issued on pitchers? Yes. Will there be strikes instituted for batters that step out? Yes. Is it going to be something that decides the World Series? No chance in hell. No chance. Oh no God. chance in hell. I know. Um, okay, so Gus says that counts. But that's. But again, now you can step off. I mean, if you can step off two or three times, I mean, you're buying yourself a fortune at a time. So... You know, if you can step off and restart that clock, these are some workarounds. There'll be workarounds for someone like Blake Snell constantly steps off. Um, Something to consider. So again, here are the five storylines. Love to hear from you. If you're here live or on replay, put it in the chat, put it in the comments. Top five. Number one, Manny Machado's contract status heading into 2023. Fernando Tatis Jr.'s health and position heading into this season. The Padres rotation, which ESPN today ranked the 14th best in baseball the impact of the world baseball classic on the padres specifically with all these players heading for the respective teams and then the rule change impact pitch clock larger bases pickoff rules shift are the padres beneficiaries of those rules or not and we're going to find out obviously coming um, well in april but maybe even in spring training as well this has been fun jim it's good to see nice. you it's been nice it's been nice i'll see you in a, a couple hours are you packed yet for your trip to Phoenix to go see the Super Bowl? Jim's going to the Super Bowl, by the way, if you didn't realize. <laughs> I see no lie. He's going to fanfest. You're speaking of fan, he's literally going to Super Bowl fan fest Saturday at the Phoenix Convention Center. After swearing off the Eagles. Dude, we- it's going to be a shit show there. It's going to be a shit show. Do you know how many annoying Ugh. Philadelphians you're going to say? What? forget about what? kansas city nice oh. people midwest right <laughs> dude it's gonna be bad and you're gonna be there i don't want to talk about it do you want to be like our like correspondent you could like call in i can't be a correspondent because it's over the weekend and call into the wrap-up show you can call into the national shows on 760. look at this people are just ripping you it's great All right, please subscribe. All right, we have year-round content for you. Trying to hit 5,000 subscribers by the start of the season. So please subscribe if you're a Padres fan. Really do appreciate it. Smash the like button for us. Follow us on Twitter at John Schaefer, at Jim Russell, SD. Jim is shaking his head. Thank you to our partners, Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance. If you have a renewal for your insurance coming up, please get in contact with Mark. There's a link to Mark's website down below. He's a huge Padres fan. If you have any nutritional needs this year yourself your family ora.organic our buddy will at aura they will take care of you all right we'll see you today at three on the radio a lot of padres discussion get you ready for san diego state basketball tonight as well three o'clock san diego sports 760 for jim i'm john this has been the wrap-up show bye jim bye john go birds